Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Tuesday Night Live. This is the midweek Bible study for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ. I pray that I'm finding you blessed and well and whole on this evening and that the favor of God is upon you. And I pray that you will be encouraged by what you shall hear in the next few moments. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. Lord, to share your word with your people. Lord, allow us to have receptive hearts and minds. Allow our spirits to be open to this destiny moment. Lord, as you transform our lives and lead us in the direction that you would have us to go, that we might find ourselves along the path of destiny and purpose that you have specifically created for us. And we will also be in line not only for your purpose, but also for your blessings and your favor. Lord, we ask all of these things. And Lord, most of all, during this moment, let none of us leave this moment unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you. I pray that you will join us quickly in the word of the Lord. We have been sharing all of this month and we will continue in this month to share from the series, The Season of Giving. And we've been sharing many thoughts relative to that. But on this evening, we want to share something special with you that the Lord has given us from his word. And it comes from the mouth of our Savior himself. And you will find us in Matthew chapter 25, verses 37 through 40. And the word of the Lord there in Matthew 25 and 37 reads, Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to the one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And the word of the Lord is blessed. This particular passage spoke to me because I wanted to discuss tonight, really, as we examine, we've been talking about what we have to give and how, and uh, we did talked about a personal inventory checked. And then we really shared from the thought that you have more to give than you think. If you truly examine yourself, you really have more to give than you realize. And tonight we really want to probe into why we give. Why is it that we give? And also relative to the thought that our God always gives us more back than we can give to him. We always, God always returns to us much more than we can give to others or that we can give unto him. When we look at this particular text and we look at the scriptures there, notice that Jesus is talking to them and Jesus, as always during these messages, he's making a point to the people. He's telling them that irrespective of what you give and what you have to give, when you give unto those who are hurting, to you give unto those who are sick, when you give unto those who are in the direst need of help, he said, you're giving it as unto me. Now, when he's saying that, that doesn't that does not mean that what we're giving of ourselves may not be a sacrifice. What we're giving may be meaningful to us. And and I'll just be honest, when you give something that's meaningful to you, it means more to God as well. God knows what you have to give and not. God also knows the manner in which you give. 
For God loveth a cheerful giver. And we say that in relative to tithes, but not only in tithes, but also in how we give of ourselves. God loves those who have the right spirit in giving. And I always say, if you don't think that there is a give, a spirit attached to giving, watch how somebody's face change just when you ask them for a significant amount of money. Don't think a spirit is attached. Go ask your best friend. Hey, can I borrow a thousand dollars? You'll get a face. You're like, hold on. You know, the, 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 the whole mood will change. Their whole behavior will change because there is a spirit attached to giving. And God desires for us to make sure that even when we give, that we give in the right manner. We give with the right purpose. We give with the right spirit. It's better for us to just hold on to what we have if we don't give it of the right spirit, because that scripture also there says not giving grudgingly or of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver. Don't give because somebody forced you to or or made you give. We have examples even in the New Testament with Ananias and Sapphira when they were giving of their land and they had sold it. But then they lied to the Holy Spirit and said they were giving their all when actually they were not. And God was not honest and God was not pleased. They could have given less if they were just honest about it because what I'm telling you is not just what you give. It's not the amount you give, but it's also how you give it. You have to give it in the right spirit. So when we give unto God, we give unto God our offering and our tithes. And when we give unto others, we ought to really embody, as we often hear in this season, in this season, the spirit of giving. The spirit of giving does not just exist around Christmas time, but it should be something that we do all through the year. We always, at all times, should give with the right spirit, give with the right intentions, and give always we give God our best. And the reason is, and the scripture is trying to lay that out here, is that when we give unto others, we give as unto the Lord. And that's what the Bible often admonishes us, that when we give of ourselves, when we give of our time, our, our treasures, when we give of, of everything that we have, we ought to give as unto the Lord. Our service as ought to be as we give, as if we're laying it at the very feet of our Savior. And that's how we, I believe we ought to approach work to how you work, how you go to work, the attitude you have at work. You shouldn't be begrudging at work because God blessed you with that job. That might not be your final destination. That might not be the last job that you have, but it's the job that is making provision for you right now. So wherever you are, you ought to give as that service that you're giving as unto the Lord. You ought to do your very best. You shouldn't be the most frustrated as a Christian. You shouldn't be the most down and out and depressing person at work because when you're giving your service and rendering, even though you're doing it to that company, you ought to give it as if you're giving it as unto the Lord because God bless me with that job. God bless me with this opportunity. So I'm going to make the most of it. And I, I challenge students to do the same thing when you're don't, don't worry about just doing grades. And you're saying, I don't care about school. Some of you who are, are not in college and you're saying, I don't care much about school, but God has blessed you with a certain amount of intelligence. God has blessed you with a certain amount of perseverance. So even that child, whatever grade level you're in elementary school, middle school, high school study as you as if you're doing it as unto the Lord. Study and, and, and work and, and perform on your task as if you're doing it as unto the Lord. Do your homework as if you're doing it as unto the Lord. Do your assignments and your projects. Do it as if you're doing it as unto the Lord. And I'm saying that not from a place of superiority. I'm saying that from a place of humility. Because my dad required a lot of me. 
And I often tell this story, but it's the truth. I remember there was a certain paper that I had to work on in high school and I waited to the last minute and I did it the night before and God has gifted me and blessed me, blessed me as it re relative to writing and to speaking. So I, it, it was pretty eloquent and I did a good job and I actually got an A plus on it. And I told my dad, I said, Hey, I got an A plus on it. But dad, you know what dad said? Dad said, Larry, he said, isn't that the paper you worked on the night before? And I said, yes, it was. He said, then that's not your best. You may have made an A plus, but that's not your best. And when I thought of that, I think of that also often in the realm of God, that no matter what I do, I might do something that I'm impressed with. And it may be that other people are impressed with what I'm doing relative to God. But am I giving God my very best? And I know what my best is. And when I give my best, I ought to do it not for the purpose of accolades, not so somebody can give me a, a, a handshake or a pat on the back. I should do it as if I'm rendering my service as unto the Lord. For those in secondary schools, for those who are going to college and grad school, give your service as unto the Lord. Study as unto the Him. Give, uh, do your tests, your, your tests, your projects. Persevere as if you're doing it as unto the Lord. And I don't care what your occupation is, no matter what it is. If you're, if you're in maintenance, if you're a custodian, if you're picking up trash, if you're sweeping floors, if you're mopping, if you're preparing food, whatever, if you're working in the factory, no matter what your position is, do it as unto the Lord because God has blessed you. And you know what something God also says, because a lot of you are thinking, this is not my last stop. I have better things ahead of me. I have bigger things ahead of me. In your mind, you consider them to be bigger. Well, God also says in the word, he says, despise not the day of small things, because often how attentive you are to the minor things, how attentive you are to that job, which is not your future, which is not your destiny, which is not your purpose, does not. God is, is watching how you behave in that job. God is watching how you honor him through that job. God is watching how hard you work and what attitude you work with, because remember when you give. It's not just what you give and how much you give, it's how you give it. And when you give it, you ought to give it as unto the Lord. Back to our text here, when Jesus says, he said, I was hungry and you clothed me not. I was naked and, and, and you get, I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you gave me food. He said, when I was sick or when I was in prison, you visited me. And, he, and then he said, and then the, the, the disciples, those who were listening, they said, when did we do this? And Jesus said, as much as you did it to the least of these, that means my brothers, your neighbors, as much as you did it to them, he said, you've done it also unto me. So he is holding us responsible for our neighbors because we know that God told us the second commandment. He said is like, he said, the first commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our might. And he said, no, the second commandment is much like it. He said to love thy neighbor as you love yourself. We know that we're responsible for our, our neighbors. He often tells us the, the weak are, are the strong are to bear up the infirmities of the weak. We are to look after those who are around us. We are to be attentive and responsible for loving and caring caring and helping our neighbors. And he looks at the spirit with which we do it. So in this text here, he's saying, when you do it to them, it's as if you did it unto me. 
He says, I'm giving you credit. I, I like how the, the word puts it here. He, he said, if you did it unto the least of these, and those, and sometimes when it says least in the Bible, it's not talking about someone who's poor. It may be just talking about, talk about someone who's young. When you've done it even to the children, those who are, are, are not advanced in years, when you've done it to even the least of those, my brethren, Jesus is saying, it's as if you have done it unto me. So we have to be careful how we give because it's not just what we give, how much we give, but it's the manner in which we give it. So we ought to always give our service as unto the Lord because he's the one who is ultimately responsible for replenishing us ultimately responsible for blessing us. If you get this here, what he's saying is when you do it as unto them, it's as if you did it to me. And because it's as if you did it unto me, I'm going to be the one who blesses you because you did it as if you did it unto me. I'm going to be the one who takes care of you because you did it as unto me. You ought to take the same care in giving unto them as you would as unto me. And he said, when you do that, I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to take the full weight of being a blessing to you. So that's why I think it's imperative that when we give, we don't just give to people who can get return it to us. That's not should not be the manner in which we give and that should not be the purpose in which we give. We ought to give to people who cannot return the favor. People who cannot give it back to us. And I've challenged Bright Temple and I challenge each of you out there who are listening to the sound of my voice during this season. I challenge you to find a purpose, an opportunity, a time to give. And when you give, give to somebody who cannot return it to you. Give it to somebody who cannot give it back to you. I challenge you to do that right now because there are many times we give as unto our friends and our neighbors. And, you know, we give them a gift and then we anticipate, hey, they're going to give me a gift back. So then I question, you know, what, what, what was the purpose of giving? How are we really giving that? And does that match what God desires from us as it relates to taking care of our neighbors? But what God desired, his design on giving is giving with the purpose of not receiving anything back, but just simply being a blessing to the person with whom we give. You know why I know that's God's way? Because God gives us things all the time and we cannot return or repay God in any manner. For the things that he's given us. He gave us the only thing in the world that he had one of. He gave us his son, Jesus, on the cross. And why how did he give it? He gave it out of love for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave us something that we could never repay, something that we could never earn, something that we could never be deserving of. That's the manner in which God gives to us. So if we're even attempting to match God and we cannot match him in the, in the depth and in the power of his giving, we can't, there's no way to match God in that. But what we can do is attempt to match God in the purpose of giving. We can't give God the same amount he gives us. We can't give God uh, the, the gravity that something as important to him as him giving his son. That gift cannot be matched. That's an unmatched gift. But the only way we can attempt to match God in giving is by giving for the right purpose. Giving to people not to receive something of ourselves, but giving for the purpose of being a blessing to them and expecting and anticipating nothing in return. To match what God has told us in his second greatest commandment, to love our neighbors as ourselves, to be responsible for those who are around us, to love on somebody who needs love, to uplift somebody's head. And when we say giving, again, a lot of times we always get the stigma of it's always money. It's not always money. 
it's not always money because I've lived long enough right now to tell you there are many things that I desire in life that money could not pay for. There are things that I would love right now that I can't pay for. I'd love to have a few more moments with my father. It would be of a measurable amount. It's it's immeasurable what that would mean to me. It's, It's not capable of being calculated. If I could just have another conversation with my dad, if I could sit down with him and talk to him about some things that I've learned in the few years that he's that he's been gone to talk to him about being a man, talk to him about being a father, talk to him about being a leader, a pastor, a Christian. Many things that I would just like to sit down and talk to him about, but I cannot do that. And no amount of money could pay for that, for the ability to do that one more time. So what I'm saying to you, there are many things that you have to give that money can't pay for. And it's not just about going out and shopping. And it's not just about Amazon and malls and JCPenney and Dillard's. There's so much more that you have to give. And when you give of yourself, it's so meaningful. It means so much. Relative to my father as well, when he passed, there were so many people who reached out who were mentors to me, who spoke encouraging words into my life. And it's immeasurable what that meant to me. And they did not give money, but they gave time. They gave wisdom. They gave their presence. They gave their consideration, their love and their prayers. Something that cannot be accounted with with money. So I'm telling somebody right now who's like, well, I want to be a giver. I want to give with the right purpose. I want to give abundantly. But I'm telling you, you have more to give than what can be calculated in your checking account. You have much more to give. So when we're talking about giving and we're talking about giving a lot and we're talking about giving of ourselves and we're talking about giving of the right purpose, you have more to give than money. So in this season of giving, make sure you give for the right purpose and you give freely and willingly of yourself because your greatest gift is not in your checking account. Your greatest gift that you can give to others cannot be calculated, but the greatest gift you have is you. And when you give of yourself, that is so meaningful. It's so heartfelt. It's a gift that cannot be measured and is a gift that cannot be retracted. It's also a gift that demonstrates the purpose that God had in us giving. Because when you give of yourself, sometimes it's easy, even sometimes for some people, it's easier to give money. And in fact, I tell people to spend your money, uh, spend your time even more carefully than you spend your money because it's more valuable. It's a resource that cannot be replenished. So the same is in receiving as, as in giving. When I give someone of my time, I'm giving them something more valuable than my money. It reminds me of Peter and John when they approached the man. And he, he desired for them to give him alms. And, and Peter looked at him and said, he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have given I unto thee. And of course, in that matter, he was talking about healing. And he said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. What I'm saying to you, such as you have, may not be silver, gold, may not be money, may not be finances, but such as God has apportioned and blessed you, blessed you, give of yourself during this season. And when you give, give with the right spirit, give willingly, freely, give bountifully of your time and who you are and your talents and your treasures. And when you give that, God is going to bless you because remember, we can never match God in the amount that we give. We can never match God 
and the depth and the importance of what we have to give. The only thing we can attempt to do is to match God in giving for the right purpose. And I challenge you to give freely, give willingly, give of yourself. Recognize that you have more to give than money and always give freely and willingly to God so that you can match his purpose when you give. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these few moments we had with your people. Lord, we pray that these destiny moments were life-changing and altering, showing us the way and the manner in which we should give. And not only that, helping us seek deep, Lord, stirring up the gift that we have on the inside of us and recognizing that we have more to give than of our money. Lord, during this season, help us all to give freely of ourselves, that we may be good neighbors that we can, we can satisfy your commandment, that we can love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And may the gifts that we give be a blessing of love and encouragement. Lord, may the gifts that we give pull someone from the brink of suicide. May the gifts that we give lift up a head that is down, down in anxiety and depression. May the gifts that we give pull people back from the brink of nothingness and make them realize that they are your child that they are special and that they are meaningful to you. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. I pray that you were blessed by the few moments that we shared together this evening. I pray that you're encouraged and I pray most of all that you are motivated to give more of yourself. And I challenge you this month, don't let this month pass without seeking deep, finding what God has blessed you with, stirring up that gift, using that gift to be a blessing to others giving freely and willingly of yourself that you might encourage and be a blessing to your neighbors around you. I pray that you're blessed by what you've heard on tonight. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by give a fuck. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.